Everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Unbatting. I'm Jessica Presley. And I'm Dana Pereira. All right. So it was a big weekend in San Diego. It was a big It was Comic-Con weekend in San it Diego. It was Comic-Con weekend in San Diego. And the only reason I knew that was because when I was at work, uh, my salon is like right outside of a hotel. Um, I saw many characters, so much people watching. It was amazing. So the people watching is always amazing at Comic-Con, but this year at Comic-Con was a little different. And you know what's funny? I was going to lead off with a does she know about something completely different. But do you know, I'm just curious, <laughs> why Comic-Con was so different this year? Um, Indiana Jones? <laughs> Was he there? I feel like he should have been there. No? You know what? You are right. He should have been there. However, there is a writer's strike and now an actor's strike. Oh, I did hear about this. So how did that affect Comic-Con? I don't know. Actors were not allowed to go and promote any big studio anything because of the actor strike because of the strike so comic-con happened with no actors comic they canceled so many panels like wow. a ridiculous amount of panels um a lot of actors didn't even show up and the ones that did show up were not allowed to promote any movies that they were in like any new movies that were coming up um they were allowed to go as themselves only but not to promote a big studio film. They can't do podcasts to promote anything. Anything that has wow. to do with promotion is a no-go for the strike. And so this is like peer pressure, right? Like if you want to support our industry, then you cannot do these things. And But the thing that I love about this acting strike is that they do support. Because there's so many people. Like what they want to do with AI is fucking insane okay they, i don't know what this is about i'm a little clueless they want to write into contracts that they can take background actors and use them in any future film that they want which means that background actors Art. no longer have work in the future oh yeah that's not cool no that's not cool especially these people have devoted their life and i feel like a lot of background actors like they make a living on that it's not like they're just like sitting around waiting to strike it rich like this is their entire livelihood well you would be shocked there are shows like orange is the new black do you remember that yeah, show? yeah i loved that show some of those actors worked paycheck to paycheck really and it was like the main actors some of the big actors on that show make pennies and residuals mm. now netflix has that show where a gazillion people have streamed it now. Netflix has made a shit ton of money off that show. Sure. The actors are making pennies on that show. Mm -hmm. And that is pretty much what the strike is about. These big companies that are greedy, that are like really fucking trying to just make a shit ton of money off of other people's creativity mm -hmm. and not wanting to compensate them fairly. I say pay them. I say pay them too. Well, they're going to have to. So one of two things is going to happen, and this is what happens with every strike, right? It's either they're going to cave and they're going to pay. They're going to meet the needs of the union. Or they're going to wait until everybody's starving and has to become waiters and waitresses. Yeah, and I mean, I'm sure that they've all done that in the past and will probably fall back on that if the, the money doesn't come through. And the sad thing is, if everybody else falls out and they're like, I can't afford to keep like waiting out this, there's going to be somebody that smells blood and is like, I want to be an actor. I'll do mm -hmm. it. I don't care. What mm -hmm. do they call those scabs, mm -hmm. I guess? Mm -hmm. And there's going to be probably scabs that m might not um, have the same talent level 
as some of the people that are already in there or you know what maybe they're just waiting to blossom I don't know who knows how this is going to play out I don't want to put people down when they're following their dreams yeah and I mean you can't like hate a person for seizing the opportunity I mean if it's at somebody else's expense it's a little shitty yeah it's a little (laughs) shady at somebody else's expense I do agree with that and I feel like it's kind of a cutthroat industry it has always been a cutthroat industry. Do you remember, um, like back in the day? Let's let's talk seventies, eighties when they were I don't like. Remember the seventies, but maybe the eighties. I remember <laughs> seeing stuff from the seventies. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I didn't live that unless it was a past life. I didn't live in the seventies. But maybe, possibly. It's possible. Maybe I was like concurrently living in the 70s. Also possible. Yeah. Um, but it was like once you hit 30, that was it. You're mm-hmm. done. Your career is over. Uh, like just put them out to pasture, mm-hmm. especially if you're a woman. Mm-hmm. And like, bye-bye, you're done. Mm-hmm. Very true. Mm-hmm. And... um. Gosh, I just don't feel like you could have like led me into this any better because today our episode is all about aging and unbatting the process of aging or maybe like the psychological part of aging, I feel like is where we need to unbat. Well, there's a lot of things that we were told growing up. Like, uh, you know, how many times have you heard the phrase, I'm going to have to trade her in for a younger model? Yep, that's a thing. Uh huh. That's a thing. And I mean, to this day, there are still, you will see, you know, like 65 year old men with 20 year old women. Leonardo DiCaprio, I'm talking to you. Does he date a young girl? He, I think, just recently started dating somebody over the age of 25, but he is notorious for being a 40 something year old man that only dates women under 25. Okay. And at some point, you're like, what's the issue there? Is that like a mind fuck thing? You want to like control the young, haven't fully developed brain women? Do you think that he just has an immature mind? Sure. Maybe. So Okay. So while we're talking about this, this isn't something that we put on our list. We have a list. (laughs) I think that um, this is a really good topic to bring up. Um, In the aging process, Mm -hmm. I feel like it is so much more let's say acceptable Mm -hmm. for an older man to be young dating a younger woman. Yes. But, and I don't personally think it's unacceptable, but it's a little bit more um, risque whenever an older woman is dating a younger man. Well, when Demi Moore and Ashton Kutcher were dating, everybody lost their ever loving fucking minds. Right, right. Like it is not, and then, I mean, shit didn't work out. And it is interesting how typically, and not always, Hugh Jackman's wife is older than him and he is obsessed with her. Mm-hmm. Um, also, who is it? One of the um, Hemsworth brothers, Chris Hemsworth. You have no idea who I'm talking about. <laughs> As you're going off, I'm like, I'm just along for the ride. <laughs> I think I do know who Chris Hemsworth is, though, right? He's the, like, dreamy, like, muscly blonde guy. Yes. Yeah, yeah with the flowing hair that yeah, held yeah, the big yeah. hammer. I watched a Netflix documentary on him. And, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. His, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. it's good. It's good. Um, I think his wife is older than him, too. Probably not mu- by much. I am older than my husband. Truth be told. Mm-hmm. Truth be told. Oh. You know what? I feel like as a as a younger person, I used to be like, I don't know how women could date someone younger than them. Yeah. But as I'm aging, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of like, not a bad idea. They keep you young. They like, keep you spry. <laughs> they've got energy. But also I'm like, just leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> Well, so recently I was having a conversation with somebody because of the episode that we did when I asked Ryan if he thought our mom was hot. Oh, yeah, yeah. What was the conversation? And he said yes. And somebody was like, well, would you want your high school kids' friends to think you're hot? Mm -hmm. And I was like, fuck yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> Wait a minute. Did you see the episode of Just Like That where there's like the hot mom list? Yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> makes I me think of that. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I want to not... be on. the. If there's a hot list, I want to be on it. I don't care who's making it. I don't care if you're 17 or 57. And I want to be top three or you're going to hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be on the damn list. And and so that he was my friend was like, oh, what? That's gross. Like we're going to like, what did he call it? Grooming children. And I'm like, you don't understand. I don't want to fuck them. Right. I don't. I'm not like prancing around in a bathing suit hoping that they notice me. Right. I'm just saying if I'm in my mom uniform like D. Pent. <laughs> yeah. And somebody thinks like shit, I'd get after that. I'm not mad at it. No. That's all. No. And also like no um, disqualification at all of these young boys' opinions. But yeah. like their hormones are raging and they are looking at all the things and they're like, that does it for me. But see, all they care about is tits and ass at that point. Yes. There's no substance. No. That's all they give a shit about. And that's why it's called the hot mom, not the like... Um, the emotional intimacy mom (laughs) you know they're not like oh your mom is so woke your mom really gets me she just gets me (laughs) yeah they're not talking about that they're like dude she was fucking hot no they were like how can i jerk off in a closet for 30 seconds (laughs) and i mean not that i want that please don't send me to fucking prison i'm not trying to groom children but you know if i found out in 15 years that one of my son's friends thought that i was hot i'd be like oh that's so sweet hello me you think i was hot thank you you. they wouldn't be wrong you're pretty smoking hot i know you know i'm pretty sure they probably do (laughs) definitely the hot mom (laughs) my kids are definitely too young for me to be the hot mom um and i am like literally eight days from my 40th birthday so what a timely event to be having this conversation because 40 is kind of one of those birthdays Mm. that's like you are looking time in the face you are midlife I'm I'm midlife like that word in general (laughs) kind of hurt me yeah yeah, i was like oh my god but i mean it's not wrong i am technically midlife yeah and i mean how how are you feeling going into 40 is there an array of motions no not at all i fucking love it great i love it i feel like better than I ever have as far as like from a position of like what I value in life what I believe to be my truth Mm -hmm. who I am as a person I feel like so much of my 20s and 30s were about like living for other people and trying to do what's right that I never really got to know who I was yeah and now that I'm at this place where I really am learning and knowing discovering who I am I'm like fuck my 20s and 30s yeah I was younger yeah my tits were perkier I was a little hotter but you know what I'm so much more secure with the woman that I am and that feels so much better than any like youthfulness could bring me it's a Mm trade-off it's like in your 20s when I was in my 20s I had no fear Mm. I just fucking did stuff. You really were fearless. I just did it. And I was like, the thought of dying never even crossed my mind. I was like, stranger at a bar. Hi. Yeah. You want to give me a ride? I don't have the money to take a taxi. (laughs) Never once did I think about being murdered. I should have died a hundred times. You should have. And I was kind of like, oh my God, Dana, that's not safe. Don't do that. I had no fear. You didn't. I was 19 years old and I was like, move across the country to a place where I know nobody. No problem. Sure. Mm -hmm. Why not? Yeah. And now I'm 41 and I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. That doesn't sound safe. (laughs) I, I walk a hill. I call it the booty hill. 
And because to, it makes your butt look nice. Yes, it's mm-hmm. it's a straight up hill, and by the end of it, you're like this a- this ass is gonna hurt tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna feel <laughs> this in the booty. <laughs> yeah. So to get to the booty hill, though, I have to like walk down the main road in my neighborhood, and then I have to like cut off into an area where it is very likely that you could be murdered. Mm-hmm. Like nobody can see you there. It's mm-hmm. like a gravel path. You're sharing um, your location with people <laughs> and. I would have never thought of it before. And now every time I walk the booty hill, I'm like calling my husband saying I'm walking the booty hill. I'll call you in 20 minutes. (laughs) If you don't hear from me, come looking. You know where I am. Mm -hmm. I'm lying in a ditch on the side of the booty hill. (laughs) (laughs) But I would have never thought of that in my 20s. Like just the brain capacity, the aging of your brain. Again, frontal lobe. Yes. It never would have crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. And whenever it comes to the brain capacity, it's interesting because in, on one hand, I feel like I am so much smarter, at least when it comes to common sense for the most part. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, I walk into a room and go, what the fuck was I doing like 40 times a day? <laughs> what did I come here for? Well, I'm glad to hear that you do that also because I sometimes feel like Maybe I just smoke too much weed and that's why I can't remember anything. But if you and I are both forgetting everything, then I can kind of like stop putting myself yeah. in, in that position and just say it's part of the aging process. I don't <laughs> smoke weed. So it's it's the cognitive decline, <laughs> yeah. which is also terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because I'm like, oh, my God, am I going to have Alzheimer's? <laughs> no. We're not going to think like that. That's not going to happen. You need to eat more walnuts and more blueberries. Yes. You know, brain foods. Okay. Important. Yeah. Muy importante. <laughs> walnuts. Your kid's Spanish school is really paying off. It really is, actually. <laughs> You're right. It is. My accent is really <laughs> refining in, in the best of ways. <laughs> But see, learning another language, that's a way to keep your brain sharp. Do you personally think of things to keep your brain sharp? Never think about it. I do all the time. Mm. I'm like, I should do more crossword puzzles immediately. (laughs) I mean, I like a good word search. Yeah. Not so much into the crossword, but I don't really think about like, oh, this is a brain exercise. I don't don't think about it. Oh. I don't have fear of that. I do. I have a big fear of it. So I'm constantly wondering, like, what can I do to, like, keep my brain sharp all the time? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I need to start reading more books instead of listening to audio. Mm-hmm. I need to, um, you know, do the, do Wordle I was going to say, do you play, you just read my mind. I was like, I bet she fucking plays Wordle. I do. I you do. And Dave both. Mm-hmm. I love me some Wordle. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't do those things. And not because I don't care about my brain, but because... I just don't think about it. Yeah. I don't. Dave and I were actually just having this conversation the other day. He was like, um, you know, like my husband hasn't smoked weed in many, 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 many months. Mm-hmm. Um, I would much rather smoke weed than drink wine mm-hmm. any day. It's just my cup of tea. And so I smoke far more frequently than he does. And he was expressing to me that when he was smoking, that it was something that like he was a little bit concerned about because he felt like he couldn't remember stuff. And I was like. I mean, I know I can't remember stuff, (laughs) but like, I don't stress about it. I'm like, "Eh, it'll come to me or "Eh, it must not have been that important. Well, I mean, probably the weed that makes me so (laughs) relaxed about it. It's definitely the weed. I'm like, it's fine. But that is like a good thing also that you're just like, "Eh, I'm not really that worried about it. And I mean, marijuana has been known to help with stress and anxiety mm-hmm. with pain with all of these things i don't necessarily think that that is a bad thing um and it's very natural to have a cognitive decline as you age it mm-hmm. just is what it is yeah which makes you fucking wonder why we have 80 year old dudes running the country Ooh, that's such a good point <laughs> That is such a good point. They need to like lower the age. They need to like lower the maximum. Is there a maximum? I don't think there's a maximum. There's not a maximum. There's a minimum. I think the minimum's 35 if I remember correctly. But I feel like 35 to 50. 
55-ish, maybe, might be. I feel like I could even go to, like, 65. Oh, 65, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think of, like, I think of some 65-year-old men. I'm like, you're still pretty sharp. 65-year-old woman, you're still on it. Like, I know some 65-year-old women in my life that are, like, sharp as tacks. Yeah. They could run the country for sure. Yeah, I guess you have a little more hope than I do. <laughs> I do. I think it's I all that weed. <laughs> I'm like everybody's wonderful, man. <laughs> but I mean, also the thing that comes up with aging a lot, and we're gonna get into you know all the things. Um, I can no longer eat things without heartburn. I wake up in the middle of the night if I eat something vegetables even i'm Mm. not even talking about a fucking greasy taco Mm -hmm. if i down some like oh my god what did i eat it was raw like cauliflower or something something yeah and i zucchini zucchini raw zucchini i did zoodles (laughs) damn those zoodles i was trying to help myself those fucking zoodles i was trying to be healthy Mm -hmm. i paid dearly for it all night long okay so this brings up something that i think about that dave and i kind of have like an ongoing haha funny not funny in our house yeah we have this thing ongoing about burpless cucumbers burpless i'm sorry what (laughs) burpless cucumbers right so for a long time dave was talking about these burpless cucumbers i'm like he'd be like are these burpless and i'm like yep gotcha babe they're burpless cucumbers (laughs) (laughs) but apparently that's like a real thing it's like a type of variety of cucumbers i'm like whoever ate a cucumber and got the agita i don't know like it doesn't seem like a very burpy food i've never heard of a burpless cucumber i feel like he might be like messing with me i feel like i have to do a good google search on this we're google searching the shit out of this and if it comes up i am putting it on our social media for sure let us know do you know anything about a burpless cucumber do you grow them are they real do they actually make you not burp and do non-burpless cucumbers make you burp because they don't make me burp does it have anything to do with the skin because i peel my cucumbers before i like cut them up and throw them in a salad usually just because i'm lazy and i don't want to wash them Mm mm-hmm yeah, I do that too, but I think they look better when you like skip a beat and so you just have oh. like just little bits of green around the outside. See, I don't care that much about how they look. Well, oddly enough, I do. Yeah. I try so much not to care about what I look like when it comes to the aging process, but uh. I do care what my food looks like <laughs> when I put it on the plate. I want it to be pretty. I want to eat pretty food. You want your shits to come out spiraled. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see a little bit of that green. I want to make sure I got the fiber. <laughs> I'm all about that fibrous life because I can't shit in my old age. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so sorry to keep talking about poops, but um, this and my husband's going to hate me for this so hard. But my husband was like, um, oh, my God, I'm not I'm going to. Oh, my husband was like uh, something about poops floating or sinking. Mm-hmm. And he was like you know, well, do your poops float? And I was like, I don't, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure they just like (laughs) go Go down down to the bottom. (laughs) And he's like, oh, that's unhealthy. Mm, Yeah. There's like a whole science to healthy poops. Except he was wrong. Oh, his were unhealthy. The floaters are no bueno. The floaters are full of fat. Mm. And and the other, maybe I'm getting this backwards, but whatever it was, my poops were the healthy ones and his were the unhealthy ones. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, I, because I Googled it and I was like, um, actually, honey, mm, it sounds like maybe you should eat more vegetables. <laughs> yeah. You know what? The only reason I knew that that was even a thing is because I've gone to acupuncture and they ask you about your poops. Your poops. Yeah. I mean, they ask you about everything. They want to see your tongue. They ask you about your menstrual cycle. The floaters they want are to the know bad about ones. I think the floaters are the bad ones. You don't yeah. want them to float. No, they're, they're just supposed to like densely like go dense, down. You know, there's yeah. no fiber happening yeah. there. Exactly. It needs more veg. Yeah. And so I had to tell him like, honey, this is saying that you need to eat more vegetables because you have (laughs) too much fat in your diet if your shit's floating at the top. Oh, yeah. That's not good. Yeah. Not good. He's got an unhealthy situation there. Yeah. I think he has since um, taken care of that. But anyways. (laughs) 
Back, um, back so to the aging what, inside what outside. Other <laughs> aging ailments does he have going on? You were talking about heartburn. Mm-hmm. That's something that I personally can't relate to, but my husband eats Tums like they are going out of style. So I know that that's something that he really struggles with. So this is something new for me, and um, we're going to tie this together with something else that we'll get into maybe a little bit later, maybe now, who knows. Um, It goes into the perimenopause. Mm. So as I am aging, especially around period time, the week before my period, uh, all of a sudden, heartburn is like top of the list. It happens all the time. I always know whenever I'm getting my period because heartburn, heartburn. And that's how I used to know that I was pregnant. I was going to say, I'm like, that's so interesting because again, it's like that ties into the hormones. Mm -hmm. And my hormones are nutty right now. Mm -hmm. So the other thing that happened to me is in my late 30s, I developed this really fun thing called allergies. Oh, really? (laughs) Uh What are you allergic to? I'm allergic to like, I don't know, grass, wind, nature, like... (laughs) You fucking name it. If the wind blows it in my direction, my eyes are itchy. My Mm. nose is stuffy. My throat is scratchy. Not as bad as my husband. But like all of a sudden, I would be like, oh my God, why are my eyes so dry? And it's fucking allergies. Damn, that sucks. Yeah. That super sucks. I hope you're not allergic to dogs. I'm not allergic to dogs. (laughs) And even if I am, I'll blame it on the grass. And even if I am, I will suffer forever. (laughs) (laughs) So I can't relate to allergies, but I definitely have joint pain. Oh, yes. How, where, why, when? The knees always, low back always, elbows. It. I got you on the low back. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden I walk somewhere and I'm like, oh, fucking hurt see mine's like if I'm sitting down like I noticed it when my kids were small and like not that I'm not on the floor with them now but when they were really little I was Mm -hmm. on the floor with them a lot and I would be down there and then I would get up and I'd be like oh like my low back would just ache so bad and I can't say that I have so much of that happening now I think that I'm doing a lot more yoga and so that helps yeah stretching so great for all of that Mm -hmm. um but definitely like every once in a while and maybe this ties in with perimenopause or um something that i've been kind of digging into right now is pmdd and that also has a lot to do with like joint pain and 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 overall aging is just inflammation yes as a whole i am Having um, this experience with aging where I'm just like real mad at why I'm a woman. Mm, Tell me about that. Whenever you're young, you have all of these hormones. Like I've not had great skin my entire life. I had acne as a teenager and then acne through my 20s. I still get pimples now. Acne in my 30s. Then I had babies I have melasma like fucking crazy all over my face. All of my doctors have told me it's not going away. Mm -hmm. You're just going to have to deal with it Mm -hmm. until you go through menopause. You can treat it. You can use bleach pads on your face. No, thanks. You can use lasers on your face, but not the hot lasers because the hot lasers will make it worse. Mm -hmm. You can use um, uh, whatever other cream that they have on your face, Um, but it's never going to go away. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm constantly covering up. And I know I've talked about melasma before, but I'm constantly like using concealer and like I feel like it cakes my face and I just have like all of this makeup on trying to cover up this thing that is due to my hormones Mm. and What's really fun is that it gets darker and lighter and darker and lighter depending on what my cycle is doing. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Super interesting. And so post-menopause, uh, because the hormones have shifted and regulated and have found their quote-unquote new normal, the melasma will decrease? I don't know if it will decrease or if when I treat it, it will hold longer. Mm, Okay. I'm not really sure. But here's the thing. I do it. I use the fucking bleach pads on my face. Oh, you do? 
use the cream that yep. I can only use for three months because it gets into your bloodstream and fucking does whatever else. I don't know. You grow a tail or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I do all of the things. I've done the lasers. I've done everything. Yeah. I still have melasma on my face. Yeah. So that right there is the reason that my personal journey with aging is coming to this place of like, I feel like I don't want to fight it. Yeah. I want to be like a part of the tribe of people that like revere their elders and are like looking forward to their wrinkles because it means that they're more wise and lived more experience. And like, I just, now I'm not good at it. I think that every (laughs) week that we come here and record, I'm like, Oh, why can't I just do Botox? But I won't let myself do it because I feel like it's something that I'm working with internally um, and within my own psyche about like, why do I value this? Yeah. Why do I allow this to motivate me? And don't get me wrong. I haven't like stopped seeing lines. Right. I haven't stopped desiring treatment for it but I feel like I'm at this place where I'm like I want to not care about it but I do you are very disciplined in a lot of the things that you do like you make a decision you're like I'm going with it um for me I'm not ready Mm mm-hmm I am not fucking ready to let go of the Botox. I'm not fucking ready to stop doing the lasers. I'm not fucking ready to, like, I I do all of the things. Um, and I'm sure that it has a lot to do with societal pressure. Totally. I mean, I have dreams still. I might be 41, but I have fucking dreams. I want to do things. I want to host things. I want to be a part of big projects. And I want to be out there. And I, as a 41-year-old woman, have to compete with, you know, a 20-something. Sure. Who, you know, when she smiles and then she unsmiles... Her forehead no doesn't evidence. just like stay right there. <laughs> There's no evidence of the previous facial expression. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so it's really interesting how for women, aging is like considered this uh, like dark cloud. It is considered a dark cloud. And I think that that's why I feel so motivated to like beat that. Yeah. Because... I have women sit in my chair every day that I'm working. (laughs) (laughs) Every time that I'm working, there's women sitting in my chair and whether that, and and we talk about a lot of stuff. So for instance, on Saturday morning, I was just having this conversation. Um, I have a a dear friend who is also my esthetician and um, we have a um, mutual client. Mm -hmm. And it just so happened that I was doing Uh, both of their hair at the same time and so we were all together we were having champagne we were eating pastries we were having a good old time Um, and this idea of aging came up so my client was kind of talking about like her hair yeah right like oh you know at my age I think my client's like in her 60s yeah Um, oh, you know, at my age, I feel like my hair shouldn't be this length or my hair should be shorter or shouldn't look like this or that. Oh, right. And so there's like these ideas around hair and age. And my response to that always as a stylist is wear your hair the way that you like it and wear a style that suits your hair's type and texture. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you to grow hair down to your waist if your hair is see-through. You need to cut your hair. Right. But I don't care if you're 20 or if you're 80. I'm going to give you the same advice. If you have thick, beautiful, luscious, long hair, whether it be uh, all naturally brown, blonde, or red, or completely silver, I'm going to give you the same advice. You have healthy hair. Wear it the way that looks that feels best to you. I don't think that you need to wear your hair a certain length based on your age. But we do have to like either there's people that are just straight up let's cover up all the grays me let's cover them all up Mm -hmm. um and then there's people that really embrace it and they're like fuck it i'm gonna be a silver fox yeah yeah and i really want to get to that point but it's not with just hair it's with uh lifestyle actor age it's with clothing 
dress your age. Mm, that too. Yeah, dressing your age. What does that mean? It, I don't know. I'm 40. I show my midriff all day, every day. I'm like, whatever. This is my stomach. I'm in the best shape I've ever been in my life. Eat it up. I don't care. Say what you want to say. I love that for you. <laughs> I do. Yeah. It's so good. Like, I want to, like, first of all, I tell my husband all the time because there are other men, not my husband. My husband's very supportive. But there are other men that are like, you're married. You shouldn't be showing your breasts. Oh. And I'm like, you know what, motherfucker? I paid 10 grand for these things. So <laughs> if I want people to say, I'm getting my money's worth. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what, motherfucker? I invested 10 grand and then another 10 grand to take the fuckers out. So you're going to see my little itty bitty titties. <laughs> Whether you like it Whether or you not. Whether you like it or not. You're going to see them. If you don't like it, look away. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Guess who I don't see looking away? <laughs> They're never looking away. No. Mm-mm. They're judging, though. Mm-hmm. Ugh, how dare she at her age? How dare she think that she's sexy at 41 or 51 or 61 mm-hmm. or. And I don't think that there is per, like for me, Susan Sarandon. Whew, I'm like, go, go gadget brain. Susan dark Sarandon. Hair? Okay. Um. Rocky Horror Picture Show was what she was in a long time ago. I do know that show, but I don't know which the one. The stepmom. It was uh, Julia Roberts and Susan Sarandon. Julia Roberts played the younger new uh, stepmom. Okay. And she not following. Mm-mm. Gonna need another example. Really? You said Rocky Horror Picture Show. I don't she, even remember yeah. there being a stepmom. No, she wasn't a stepmom. She was the lead in Rocky Horror Picture Show. She was She's Janet. Oh, Janet. 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 Okay. Janet. <laughs> Damn it, Janet. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> okay. Um, still, so good. does she, I mean, as, to Google. as an, uh, I mean, she's a woman in her 60s now and she's smoking, but she's not smoking in the same way that you would look at a 20 year old or a 25 year old and say that they're smoking. Mm -hmm. But I look at her and I'm like, God damn it. She's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. She's beautiful. She's confident. Mm -hmm. It, she, um, portrays herself as confident. I don't want to go into her brain and say that I know exactly what she's thinking. Right. Right. But the image that she puts out there I'm like, I fucking hope to be just like her. See, I'm more the Meryl Streep vibe. Oh, I love her. I love her. I'm like, if I could just aspire to be her in my beyond 40 years. Yeah. I'm like, the style. Like, she's just like, she's beautiful. She's so beautiful. But I don't feel like she's beautiful in a sense that she's trying to be something she isn't. See, I don't think she's trying to freeze the hands of time. She's not trying to freeze the hands of time but the thing is if you ask somebody on the street we're taking a microphone around we're interviewing people we're like name the top five hottest actors over 50 they're like brad pitt george clooney uh you know uh ben affleck Matt oh, Damon. nobody's mentioning a woman well i said name the oh i said actors but i oh, okay. i meant men okay and if you ask those same people who are the top five Act, women actors over 50 they would be like uh i mean i'm like j-lo uh, uh, jenny aniston uh i mean there there's a lot of beautiful women there is a lot but i feel like in our society we are so prone to looking at men aging mm-hmm. and calling them hot silver fox they age like a fine wine oh distinguished that's a good one right they're very distinguished oh that gray if there's gray in your beard and gray in your hair and don't get me wrong i fucking love it same yeah same but if a woman has gray in her beard somebody has something to say (laughs) (laughs) so true you can never get away with gray in the beard (laughs) never So that's an interesting point that you bring up, though, because, all right, so whenever you had talked about um, actresses over 50, right, I'm thinking, like, Helen Mirren. 
I don't know who that is. I'm sorry. Oh, oh God. Oh. I know. Oh. I'm the worst. I'm the worst. Um, but let's say I'm going to say Jennifer Lopez because I think that she's beautiful. She's so beautiful. <clears throat> um, and I feel like there's a certain level of classism, let's say, mm-hmm. that goes into aging gracefully. Mm. And so like when you think about like who are the beautiful women at whatever age, your your standard for the average woman, yes. It's like it's unattainable. It's impossible to think that you are able to achieve the same um aging process and results of somebody who is like put in media as like this beautiful quote unquote older woman or quote unquote mature woman yes I mean how do we how do you compete there it is impossible because there's the top what one two percent that have the money to afford the lasers and the whatever treatments the facelifts or the creams whatever it yeah, is Yeah, let's talk about the creams let's talk about the diet let's talk about like the the personal tending to yeah the j-lo doesn't drink alcohol famously mm-hmm um, I mean, maybe if I quit drinking wine, my eye bags would <laughs> diminish they a would little bit away. more. <laughs> <laughs> but JLo also has a doctor on speed dial that will do the facials, that will do the creams, that will do the fucking lasers, that will do whatever it is mm-hmm. so that she can continue to portray this image. Yeah. And that really, that makes women that, you know, uh, work 40 hours a week at a job that pays them $20 an hour feel like they are less than Mm -hmm. because they can't keep up with this social pressure that is so unobtainable because it's based on people that make $17 million a year. Right. And, and not to say also though, that, that women who are wealthy don't feel the same pressure. Totally. They feel the same pressure too. They just have more opportunity to do extra special things about it. But the pressure is the same across the board, regardless um, what your, your financial status is. I agree with that. And I'm sure that my husband wants to like strangle me every time I go to a med spa. (laughs) (laughs) Nah. And he's like, what the fuck did you spend? You did, uh-huh. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I paid somebody to numb my face and then jab a hundred needles all over it. And that's why I look like I have prosciutto laying all over my and skin now right now. I can't move or go in the sun for, you know, a fortnight. <laughs> he's like, did I pay someone yes. to abuse you? Please, I do basically pay people to abuse me. And the thing is, it's like, um, I like to think that it's working. And then I sometimes will look in the mirror and I'm like, well, it's like, I, I'm i not easy on myself. Mm-hmm. I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, those fucking wrinkles under your eyes. Those are the ones that really get me. Under the eyes. I hate them so much. Mm-hmm. I hate them. I hate that I like have these little jowl packets that are like starting to fall. Like I'm, I'm, I'm fighting gravity and losing so hard. Okay. So this is what I do for the jowls. Okay. okay. I've noticed that mom said for a long time, women, our family just have jowls. I don't accept that. I don't accept it. But here's why I think women in our family have jowls. Smokers. No. I think because... We all uh, learn from each other. Like, what do we say? Like, oh, you guys have similar expressions, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, when you do this thing, it reminds me of your mom or reminds me of your sister. But I think that we all have like this resting frown, right? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I notice it for me. Like, sometimes I'm like, I do. Do make you ever notice like where you like kind of pull the edges of your grumpy mouth Grumpy cat face. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I try to be more aware of that. <laughs> and I'm like, whenever I feel myself like, if I'm braiding hair, I was braiding hair the last few days. If I'm braiding hair and I notice I'm just resting and I'm like, I'm like, oh, I got to pull the corners <laughs> of my mouth up. I need to not be so angry. But if see, I was more pleasant, 
that is the thing. It's like, oh, we have to be aware of that because we're afraid that these jowls are going to end up on our face. Right. Well, yes. Yes, that's true. And also, I feel like when I change my face, I feel different. And this also has to do with like practices that I do in meditation. Like when you smile, you feel better. Uh And when I'm meditating, oftentimes um, uh, my esthetician will tell me even whenever I'm like in treatment, I'm furrowing my brow. And she's always like, well, Jess, you have a very expressive face. So (laughs) I've gotten that before. Those things are going to happen. And she's like, Again, she's like, give me all the Botox, give me all the things. And I'm like, no, Kate, I won't succumb to the pressure. <laughs> and she's like, well, how about face taping? Can we do face taping? What is face taping? And do I want to do it? You do. You do want to do it. And we will. And I'm also trying to like, I'm such a weirdo. I have to like give myself permission to do these things because I feel so strongly about the psychological reasons behind why I want to do them. Yeah. Because I'm like. Just own the fucking wrinkles, Jess. It's, I think what it is, for me at least, is I am having um, a hard time because my brain still thinks I'm 28. Mm -hmm. And so when I look in the mirror and it's not reflecting that, Mm -hmm. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm young. And also, I mean, I don't want to say that I'm like, afraid of dying or aging um but at the same time it kind of makes you like think about time Mm -hmm. how much is left of it what you've done so far what you have time left to do um am I in the right physical appearance space to do the things that I want to do Um, Does my age match how I feel on the inside? Uh, Biological clocks. Like there's so much that go into it. Mm -hmm. And so I think that maybe that's where I get caught up. It's easy to get caught up. It really is. Do you ever have like this um, like internal dialogue about like, oh, I got to let that dream go because like I'm just too old. I used to Mm -hmm. and um, probably three or four years ago I decided fuck that and it's never too late. Mm -hmm. Um, I did stand up. Yeah. I did it once. (laughs) But I did it. It was scary as fuck. But I did it. Yeah. I hosted a fundraiser and did more stand up. That shit was scary as fuck. (laughs) Did it. (laughs) But I did it. We started a podcast. It's scary. Yeah. But I'm doing it. We're doing it. Right. And um, so I went to a woman's conference many years back. I feel like that really gave me permission to do scary things. Yeah. And I now that. now that I'm older, I'm like, fuck, bitch, you running out of time. Do the scary shit now. Do it now. Yeah, I kind of have a similar view. I feel like... It was interesting because probably when I was younger is whenever I felt like I was more limiting myself of like what I can and can't do based on my age. It was like, well, I'm married now and I'm having kids, so my life is over. Mm -hmm. But now I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. There's so many things that I want to pursue. There's so many dreams that I have. There's so many days and months and years, I hope, are left of my life. Like, how dare I possibly think that that I've done the most. We were conditioned to think that. We were conditioned to think that you, uh, the best years of your life, and this is where bullshit, I call bullshit, the best years of your life are high school. Do you remember people telling you that? That's bullshit. Like, these are going to be the best years of your life. And I'm like, no. No, they weren't. I'm 100% certain that the best years of my life are still ahead of me. I agree. I totally agree. My kids are going to be grown. Mm-hmm. That's going to be fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I get to have some grown kids. Yes. Yeah. I get to have fun with my grown kids. Yes. Yes. I get to, you know, like spend the money that 
all my experience has brought into our life versus just starting out and making minimum wage Mm -hmm. and having to stay in hostels versus hotels. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of really awesome things that come with aging. Definitely. And uh, like those are the things that I like grip onto. I'm holding on to with dear life. There are a lot of um, positive things that come along with aging. And I think that I touched on some of them when we were talking about me approaching 40 and like how that feels for me. But um, I feel like I spent the majority of my 20s and 30s so concerned about what other people thought. All the time. And I'm not going to say I have zero cares of what other people think. Totally. But I care far less about what other people think. And I kind of feel like that's you. This is me. And like if if we have time together and you're an important person in my life, we find a way to make that work. If yeah. not, then say la vie. Yeah, totally. And so I had kids very early, which people were very judgy about. Mm-hmm. And then um, I also had kids in my mid-30s, which, I mean, people kind of just accept that's the norm. Yeah, it's norm. Uh, But I had four kids by my mid-30s. So, well, we're back to judgment. Oh, bitch can't close her legs. (laughs) Um, And then there's also the judgment that comes with women that have children later in life. True. In their 40s. Oh, my God. You're 42 and having your first baby? Mm-hmm. Do you realize that you're going to be 60 when they graduate high school? So this is a touchy subject for me because um, if I'm being totally honest and transparent, I have not shut down the idea of stopping my family Good. at this point. I'm going to be 40. I have not... Um, birthed a child Uh I would really love to have that experience and I think for a long time and this is kind of off topic but for a long time I felt guilty admitting that because of the complexities of adoption right but I had to own my truth and part of owning my truth comes with maturity and age 100% and my truth is that that's something I desire will it ever happen in my life I don't know yes but (laughs) I believe that too we're going to say it here. I really think. I already I, had a dream about it. I know it's going to happen. Was and it I a know son? It was a boy. I knew it. So many people <laughs> told me this. <laughs> okay. So we're just putting that out there. It's for out now. there. But um, there is a point where I think about that. I'm like, okay, so like I'm 40. If Dave and I decide to have another child or we are blessed with another child, like I will be an old mom. Nope. Quote unquote. Old mom. Yeah. I know. And, but, and see, here's where it gets tricky because women stop being able to have kids at a certain point. Mm -hmm. And I mean, biologically, fine, whatever, I get it. But why is it that I, you know what? What we just talked about this, Janet Jackson was like 52. Oh, she was. She had twins, right? No, I think she just had one. Oh, okay. Um, Hillary Swank. Just had two, a boy and a girl, twins. And she's, I don't remember how old she is, exactly 48 or something. Okay. Maybe older than that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I Fact check me and send me hate mail. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. But there's a lot of women that choose to have children yeah. later in yeah. life when they're ready, when they feel secure, when they're emotionally ready to take on that task. But, um, okay, so let's talk about like you have the experience of parenting in different decades mm-hmm. of your life. Yeah. Right? And so imagine like you were wet behind the ears mm-hmm. when you had your boys. Oh, yeah. The amount of knowledge that you brought into your son and daughter's life mm-hmm. was com- a completely different experience. Now, imagine if you did that yet again in your early 40s, what you would have to offer a child um, from that capacity of your life. It's, I mean, whenever, there's so much growth. Whenever they say like a fine wine, I don't think they're talking about physical appearance. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like it's uh, emotional maturity. Like it's it's all in here mm-hmm. that is aging like a fine wine. Because, I mean, let's be honest, out here is taking some work. <laughs> a lot of upkeep. <laughs> <laughs> but, and so I do think that if I had more, I mean, I'm not having more children, but if I were to have children in my 40s decade, much different experience than the kids in my 30s and a way different experience than the kids in my 20s. Mm-hmm. And I am a big fan. You'll hear me say it a gazillion times on the show. I am not the same person that I was a decade ago. I am not the same person today that I will be in 10 years. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Thank God. So, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So, um, one of the other things that comes to mind for me is like, it's super easy for us to touch on our own experiences, right? Yeah. Um, but I thought it would be really fun to ask my husband too, like, what are some things that men face um, whenever it comes to the aging process? I know that not all of our listeners are women, that we have some uh, males out there that are hanging with us too, undadding right alongside of us. And so, um, like, what are some things that you feel like are on the opposite side of the spectrum from a male's point of view? What is the challenges with aging for men? So... Aging, at least for what I have, you know, picked my husband's brain about or even get to witness, you know, uh, oh God, he didn't tell me this, but he's going to really hate me for this one. (laughs) I love when you preface things like that. I'm like, what's it going to be? He would be very upset if he found a gray hair in his pubes. (laughs) I'm like, does my husband have gray pubes? I don't know. Joe doesn't yet. But he's coming. He has it in like his chest hair. Beard. Beard. Yeah. Yeah. Nose. Nose. (laughs) Ears. (laughs) Those are actually some good things to touch on. Dave hates the ear and the nose situation. My husband has werewolf ears. So he grows hair on the outside of his ears. Mm -hmm. Like where the barber has to like come in and shave his ears. I was going to say from a hairdresser standpoint totally normal so many of my male clients are like thank you for doing that for me please shave my ears yes or like the long like albert einstein eyebrows you know that that's a thing we gotta get rid of those i'm helping you it is a thing and the thing is like we all look at that and we're like oh god what's that weird hair in there um in fact my co-host on the dirty little secrets club he was just telling me about how his wife has nose hairs mm-hmm. and how they like come out and they're like, and they tickle his face. <laughs> Those are some long ass nose hairs. He was being a dick. It's sure, not true. Sure. sure. <laughs> I su- yeah, sure. But I was like, yes, I get nose hairs. Yeah, same. I will look in the mirror sometimes and there will be like that one stray hair that's li- and I have to get like a pair of tweezers and yank Ooh, it out. Eyes watering. Ow. Yeah, exactly. And I think of my husband who does it the proper way with his little nose hair trimmer. <laughs> you don't think to borrow that? <laughs> no, because no, I don't want his nose hairs up my nose hairs. Oh, okay. Okay. See, Dave and I are gross like that. I'll grab his nose hairs. Put it right mm, up there. No, I'm like, mm, no thanks. Dave you. will give me a heads up. He's like, oh, baby, you need to do like a little trim. I'm like, thanks, That's honey. really nice. Yeah, yeah, he gives me the heads up. But men have <laughs> to, the, the hair growth mm-hmm. on certain parts of the body. And hair loss in others. And hair loss in others. Mm-hmm. Joe definitely complains about his receding hairline mm-hmm. and how like every year it's like, you know, Another quarter inch is gone. He's like, my forehead just keeps growing. We're losing real estate here. (laughs) Or gaining acreage. (laughs) All depends on your perspective. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Well, I mean, I think that, um, I think it's easy as women for us to sit here and be like, oh, you know, our experience is so much harder. And in some ways it definitely is. But to sit here and throw a blanket statement and say that like men don't feel the aging process, Mm. I feel like is not giving a service to our husbands, our brothers, the men in our lives. Yeah. Because I know my husband is like, let me get some under eye cream. Mm -hmm. These bags are getting dark. What's going on with 
uh, like the extra hair growth for Dave. It's like, um, what were some of the things that he said? Cause I had asked him about it. Um, it was more, Oh, a- another thing for men is a, a hormonal. Yes. Low testosterone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that my husband for a while kept that really close because I think that that's kind of a pride thing for men too. Um, and the more he started talking about it openly, it was like so many men that were like 10 years younger than him. Across the board. Are already on hormonal supplements or implants or shots or pills. Like they're all supplementing testosterone. Dax Shepard talks about it on his podcast. Oh, does he? He sure does. About, I mean, not all the time, but he has mentioned it in the past about what a difference mm-hmm. the testosterone, whatever supplement he does, I'm not sure. sure exactly what it is, but he was like, I felt like I was a fucking failure of a man. Yes. And then this came along and I was like, oh shit. And I think that's so important to talk about because um, my husband specifically was like going through like moodiness and depression and lack of motivation and wasn't working out and was gaining weight in his midsection. Mm -hmm. And it was like, he was not himself. Yeah. And after some time and some um, like personal tests and things like that, he was able to realize that his testosterone was low and supplementing that made a huge difference for him. I feel like they undergo hormonal changes very similarly. They do for sure. And I mean, I'm even on board with like the male PMS thing because I swear there's once a month where I'm like, you okay, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think so. And even like, uh, I feel like sex changes for men as they get older too. You know, and women, let's go both on that. We will go both on that. I wish that sex would change for my husband. Mm. Um, He is still like a fucking 18 year old that, you know, just watched a porno. And, um, I am not, Mm -hmm. I do know that that is different for a lot of men across the board. And you and I actually had a a conversation about this not too long ago about how a lot of it has to do with like phase of life stuff as well as hormones. It's hormonal as well, but we are in this phase right now. If you're in between what, like 35 to 50 years old, Mm -hmm. That you're raising kids, you're working full time, you're taking kids to sports, you're doing all of these mundane home boring shit. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, fuck. Uh, can you bing, bang, boom, get it out of here? Mm-hmm. Sex isn't always like the forefront of your mind. I mean, yes. <laughs> My husband wants it to be the forefront of my mind Mm -hmm. um and i am just waiting patiently for the day where his libido matches mine (laughs) yeah that's interesting to say though because i do think that like in phases of life our libidos really change and it's like at what point do they line up again and when you're in a long-term relationship or you're in a relationship that is been through different phases of life I feel like it's so much more apparent Hmm. yeah it is for sure and I think a lot of it has to be self-awareness because I mean we've talked about like the movie love before they right. show you all of these things they're saying everything's great and then it's not so that great, not great. It's, that's not what life is um and so being self-aware that yeah we go through hormonal changes, we age, our sexual relationships with people are going to, you know, peak and valley mm-hmm. throughout life. Definitely. And I know that you have a friend that valleyed for a little while mm-hmm. and then peaked. I do. Yeah. A friend of mine, she's like in her mid 60s and like is having some of the best sex of her whole life. And I'm like, fucking kudos. Kudos to you. When I'm ready to have sex again, I hope it's the best sex of my life. I wonder though. So, okay, off topic a little bit, but I wonder if that is why some of the men that are a little older try to get with women that are a little bit younger. To match libido? To match libido. Maybe. 
Maybe. I feel like I don't know yet because I haven't experienced it, but I've heard rumors or maybe have seen in movies about how like a woman's sex drive really changes yeah. in like a more mature phase of their life. Yeah. And I don't know if that's postmenopausal. I don't know if that's before, during, or after. Um, but I think that that's like when the older ladies are hooking up with the younger boys and the older men are hooking up with the younger ladies. Like um, they're ready to have a partner that can match their energy in that department. Yeah. But the risk that the older men take is that they end up having babies when they're 82, like Robert De Niro. <laughs> Problemat- I mean, I guess it's only problematic if you look at it that way, but I guess like I don't Let's know. say the, on a on a good a, a dad that's passing away when he's that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, Go yeah. Ahead. I, that's what I was gonna say. I'm just thinking like. Let's say you're super healthy and you lived in '95, like your kid's 13 and you're out of here, and that is like a um, fundamental age for them, and they're like, and my dad died during one of the most transformational parts of my life. Yeah. I mean, it's hard when a parent dies, no matter what age you are. Um, And that would be super hard as a teenager or a young person. It would. Mm -hmm. It would. And that's why I'm very happy that I cannot have babies anymore. Not only because I had my tubes tied, but in the future, because I'm not trying to be a fucking 76-year-old new mom. <laughs> I might be. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not 76 and hopefully before 50. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. 50 would be rough. Yeah. Yeah, that kid would just be a fucking loose cannon. I'd be like, live your life. Yeah. <laughs> Godspeed. Good luck. Yeah. I'll be watching you from the other side. Yeah. I'll send you a blue feather. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, guys, I think that's all the time that we have for today. We've really, really like run the gamut on the aging process we with sure this have. one. But I would love to know, like, what would you add to the list? Like, what has affected you aging wise that you would want to share with other people because of course we go down the list all the time there's always more and we always get different perspectives from you guys and we love that we do yeah it's great to hear a little bit back and also it helps me think um even for myself like yeah I didn't realize it was affecting me in that way so you guys always have awesome things to contribute and I'm excited to see what you've got for us this week Yes, so until next time, we're unbatting, baby. Unbatting, unbatting, we're unbatting, baby. We're on a journey, baby. We're unbatting, baby. We're unbatting.